I just need to say right here, right at the very top. I am here for Angelica Houston. No, we know. I am here for 1990 Angelica Houston. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't care what other feelings I've had about this movie in the past. Rewatching it. Yeah, I'm definitely here for Angelica Houston. <laughs> the most evil woman in creation. All right. We get it. <laughs> You're evil. It's hot. You're evil. It's hot. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we demand maximum results. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1990 children's fantasy film, The Witches. Raw Doll got me fucked up again. (laughs) (laughs) It will not surprise you to learn that he hated it. Well, I mean, I kind of hate him. Like, he's, listen, I love his work. But hey, man, we all know how you really felt about, um... Semitic peoples. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, and retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join this little watch party. It's going to be real spooky this month. Mm, spooky season. I'm so happy we're getting the children's one out of the way. Gary, next week's going to be rough. Carrie did let me know that she was in complete misery, that we spent longer talking about misery than the actual film misery. We just went on and on. She had to cut a lot out of that. And I'm sorry about that. I wanted to talk at nauseum and I talked at nauseum. And I apologize about that because that's more of your time and energy. But I love you. And I thank lo- you for letting me talk. I love you too. <laughs> All right, get your broomstick. Oh my goodness. From the incredible imagination of Jim Henson and director Nicholas Rogue comes a fascinating new fantasy adventure. The Witches. For when a little boy accidentally stumbles into their secret world, he finds they've got a lot more power than he ever imagined. Grandma, it's me, Luke. They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my. It was the Grand High Witch. Join Luke on his remarkable journey. Bye. Now, the witches are on his tail. Whoa. And he must scurry around their evil plots. Oh. Squeak past every danger. Oh, no. Finally setting the trap whoa. Whoa. that will save the world from the witches. We're dealing with, uh, you know, the more hokey sense of witches here, I feel like. You know, there's so many different depictions of witches throughout, you know, our you know, media consumption lexicon that, you know, we, you know, you hear stories about witches as kids and like, you know, how evil they are. They're always so evil, those witches. And then you grow up and uh, you go to school and you realize that you are a witch. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, but I remember seeing an article that was like, are the idea of witches misogynistic? And I was like, 
Really? I mean, anybody can be a witch. I mean, yeah, anybody, yeah, anybody can do magic or whatever. But it's just like the idea of an evil woman with powers who has nefarious intentions for you, <laughs> like that kind of deal. But, you know, I feel like we're dealing with the more hokey sense of witches here. You know, you know, they have the black cat and the hat and the room and they're making potions in their kitchen. But they also really they're really nuts about murder. Uh, yeah, child murder particularly. <laughs> they really are looking to kill just kiddos. So, like if you're pubescent, well, you don't really have to worry about it. But if you are not, like look out. Anti occult much raw doll? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like Like when I think of witches, I think of power. Like, right, you know, you like to think of that. You, you, you get the very, you know, um, Cordelia Good vibes. I'm the fucking supreme. Yes. <laughs> I believe in your power. Absolutely. Can we not move things? Some of us are blind. <laughs> Jesus. I love that shit. But no, yeah, I, I, I love Coven. It's, uh, I, that, you know, that's my, that's, that's one of my favorites. It's my second favorite. It's my favorite. Absolutely. And I understand 100%. <laughs> like, and then, you know, of course, the whole witches and wizards tropes we've had our whole lives in Potter, in other things. <laughs> there are other <laughs> there things. There are other things. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Hello. Yes. Wizardry. There's some definite wizardry in Lord of the Rings. But this was one of my first introductions to what magic is. Like, it was one of those movies that I watched at a very early age, and I can remember whatever Carrie was nuts about, I just became nuts about too, and she loved that movie, and we kept asking our parents to rent it over and over and over again. Oh, no, again. Th this was my evergreen blockbuster pick. <laughs> and All I right, kids, I'm going to the blockbuster. What do you want? And even at that tender age of, you know, four or five, I remember Pretty Lady on the cover. Uh-huh. Uh, and I always wanted to see the Pretty Lady again. <laughs> so I'm definitely always just been here for Angelica Houston. <laughs> Like, oh my god! I just want to see Angelica Houston looking banging again. I you know? know, like oh my god! Listen, I'm gonna preface this by saying I am not the world's best uh, looker. <laughs> no, I'm not conventionally attractive. You're very cute, though. But thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. You are also you are a stunning young lady. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. How respectful. Absolutely, of course. For my for my only sister, <laughs> how could I not? But um, what was I saying? You're not a fetching creature. <laughs> Keep <laughs> that in. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a fetching creature. I feel bad for Angelica. She kind of looks like a frog now. Stop. She, looks, she does. Aww. God bless her soul. Oh my God. Me too, Angelica. Like, <laughs> I love you so much. So, The Witches by Roald Dahl first came out in 1983. And it was published first in the UK, and then, of course, as all Roald Dahl things do, they start out in the UK and then make it big around the world. There's not a lot of differences between the book and the movie. Like, there's, like, a couple of things that get left out, like maybe a story or two that the grandma character tells or something. There's but... a major difference. The ending is different. Yes, you're right. There, You're right. There, There is that one major difference at, at the end because, and we, we will talk more about that. And of course, Roald Dahl hates it because of that reason. Throwing shoes and cocktails through the television screen. Oh God, Roald, come on. Listen, honey. Dahl, I'm sorry that not all of the adaptations of your work were your favorite. I'm sorry. He liked like none you, of the movies. This is what happens when you sign rights over. Like, I mean, if you want it to stay what it is, keep those rights, baby. Like, if you don't want other people to touch your shit, don't let them touch your shit. But if you give them the chance and then you don't like it, you cannot be mad. <laughs> you got to rein it in where you want to rein it in. 
<laughs> there were a few things he did like about it, including some of the casting choices. Indeed, indeed. Does that take us into, you might have guessed it, but we <laughs> have names. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so playing Luke Evesham today, we have Jason Fisher. In his second kicking and streaming appearance, folks. Which is funny because he has exactly three film credits. He has this movie. I don't know why I threw up my middle <laughs> you finger. You threw up first. your middle finger first. <laughs> Counting them off. Not okay. a visual medium, okay, but the anyway. First movie, middle finger up, <laughs> is The Witches. Is The Witches. He was also in Hook. Ring Man Up. And <laughs> and he was in Parenthood with Steve Martin. Okay, you went the pinky. I totally thought you were going to go with your index finger. <laughs> I know why you threw the first one. I th- I know why you threw the middle finger up first. Why? Because this is the movie that fucks <laughs> stop it but yes this is one of his only film appearances yeah and we've done two of them now we've done like we've done 60 percent of his career <laughs> jason we love you we know you're not listening but hey playing helga evesham today we have maya zetterling yeah she's yeah. swedish yes she is she I, was like a she was a big star in the 40s 50s 60s mm-hmm. and i didn't recognize any of the movie titles so i just picked the ones that made me laugh yeah <laughs> she was in sorry sweden <laughs> sorry so, sorry sweden she was in a movie called abandoned ship <laughs> she was in a movie called hell is sold out <laughs> Damn, okay. And my personal favorite, the man who finally died. <laughs> a queen! I love it. Oh, she was a total knockout. Guys, Google Google image some Maya Zetterling. Like, I she, was like, ma'am? I know, who I know. Who gave you the right? Grandma, sorry. Grandma, sorry. <laughs> Stop Grandma, it! Grandma, sorry. Grandma, sorry. Knock it off. <laughs> God. Okay, folks. Oh, hey, Hey, babe, she is on her way. Hey, babe. Playing Ava Ernst, the Grand High Witch, we have Angelica Houston. You would think if we were going to do an Angelica Houston horror movie, it would have been Adam's Family. But no, we were going to start with this. No, this came first. This came first for me. So absolutely. She was also in the Royal Tenenbaums, The Life Aquatic. Pritzy's Honor. Yeah, Pritzy's Honor, which you tried to explain to me once and I laughed at you. She, yeah, no, she, <laughs> she won an Oscar for Best Supporting for that. Would you like to hear some of the other names that were considered for this iconic role? I'm I'm enticed, please. Okay, first of all, Sigourney Weaver. You know, I can maybe see it. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe see it. I can maybe see it. But just probably not my first choice. Helen Mirren. She could have brought something to it. Yeah. She could have brought something to it. It might have been awkward as fuck, but like... Or Vanessa Redgrave. Maybe. The one that doesn't make any sense is Jodie Foster. I mean, no. I guess it wouldn't really. No. That's weird. Okay. Frances Conroy. That would have been stellar. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. You'll like this one, Liza Minnelli. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was she going to do, sing? <laughs> and I, my- I love the idea of the Grand High Witch having a number after they murder some children. Like, No, you know who else sings? My, my personal favorite? Cher. <gasps> Why wasn't it Cher? <laughs> <laughs> yes! It would have been a real labyrinth affair, let's, you know what I mean? I know we've redone this already, 
but let's redo it again. <laughs> with Cher. With Cher. Absolutely. No musical numbers. <laughs> just pure Cher. <laughs> just pure, just pure Cher shit posting like on TikTok. Being the most evil woman in creation. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, I'm Cher, the most evil woman in creation. <laughs> we also have Rowan Atkinson here with us. Oh yeah, he's playing Mr. Stringer, the, the hotel manager. Yeah, the hotel manager. You, it's Mr. Bean, guys. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Mr. Bean. It's Johnny English. Johnny English. It's uh, uh, Neil Mondavarius. Yes. From Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the original Zazu. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Rowan, welcome. Welcome, you <laughs> weird fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we salute you. Absolutely. Playing Miss Irvin today, we have Jane Horrocks. This is Jane's second kicking and stringing appearance. Uh-uh. Her third? Yes. This is her third kicking and stringing appearance. She, she was, was in Chicken Run. She, I did it again. She, I threw up my middle finger stop. first. <laughs> she was with us when we did Chicken Run. She was with us when we did Corpse Bride. Yep. She's in Absolutely Fabulous, yes. which is uh, very successful in the United Kingdom. I mean, who could deny themselves a nice hour with Joanna Lumley and Jennifer Saunders and Jane Horrocks? There like, are parts of that show that are gold. They are. They're, they're, they're so good. Some other honorable mentions. Uh, if anybody here has ever seen A Fish Called Wanda, Michael Palin is in here somewhere. He's one of the he's one of the adult men dressed as a witch in the ballroom scene. That's funny. <laughs> and, 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 and in this one, he plays... Witch at meeting. Yes. <laughs> Witch at meeting. And uh, don't forget your fave, Jim Carter from Downton Abbey. Yeah, guys, he's the butler on Downton Abbey. He's Mr. Carson. <laughs> Gavin loves Mr. Carson. Because Gavin is Mr. Carson. <laughs> or would be. <laughs> if Gavin were British. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, are you ready to go? Are you, are you ready to dive I, into this? I, I, we're going to fly into this, actually. Yeah, like this is a five food group stable <laughs> of our childhood media. I mean, I can, I can see it now. The <laughs> THX. <laughs> we're sitting in front of that ugly brown entertainment center that yeah. used to sit in the front room. Mom, it wasn't that ugly. <laughs> Like, it was just kind of, everything was kind of brown. You remember that? I do. That that stage of the house where everything was just brown and white. Yeah, everybody loved that brown, that brown finish on their furniture. It's like they were missing the 70s or something. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. They want all the paneling again. I don't know. And then, you know, the, you will play it, of course. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, lo- I love the part where it zooms in to the witches, and then you can hear Angelica Houston laugh in the background. Ah, I love it! It ends so abruptly with that screen swipe. <laughs> yeah. With the little marimba. This is where we begin to hear from Helga Evesham. Yeah, she is educating her grandson, Luke, about real witches in the world. Now, the most important thing you should know about real witches is this. Now listen very carefully. Real witches dress in ordinary clothes and look very much like ordinary women. They live in ordinary houses and they work in ordinary jobs. 
in this universe, witches exist. They are an actual thing. And and I don't I don't mean like coven witches, guys. Not like Ryan Murphy witches. Like witches who want to murder children. Exactly. Like they thrive on it. It's their favorite hobby. It's like their purpose almost. Like I don't even think it's their purpose. I think it's just something they do for fun. Ah! You think it's this? You think it's like social season? We go kid hunting? Yeah, I think I think it's that evil. Like I don't think it's something they have to do to survive or to make magic. I think they just like to do it. Yeah, Roald Dahl's really trying to tell you here that there are bad people out there. Yeah, and you need to be wary of them. And here's what to look for. Which I'm sure, if we've had you know at least some sort of stable parents, has all been gone over with us as children. Yeah, it, there yeah. are things you look for and avoid in public. That could possibly get you hurt. And I think I said this last time. That's the finest thing that Roald Dahl ever taught us as a generation is to be wary of adults. Because they will fuck your shit up. They can. Like. They absolutely can. They're not all good, folks. And that is what Helga is trying to tell Luke. She's educating him about witches so he doesn't get tooken. What a fine way to spend his vacation. But she wants him to know they're real. Mm Mm-hmm. They're 100% real. She been new on this. Oh, yeah. She tells him about their leader. And the ruler of all the witches is the most evil woman in creation, the Grand High Witch herself. The Grand High Witch took Helga's pinky finger. Yeah, we don't know. Okay, listen, we never figure out what the fuck happened when Helga was a child and she encountered the Grand High Witch, but something happened. It ended with her pinky being taken, so obviously... I have to know what happened. It sounds like she just got away with her life. I know. Is what it sounds like. And we'll come back to this later, but Helga in her youth, was a witch hunter. Oh, so they've met, like, multiple times. Yeah, like, starting when she was a kid and then over and over again. She's been hunting... She's been hunting the Grand High Witch her whole life. Netflix, look at me with both eyes. Where is my Helga Evesham witch hunting series? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to throwing money behind that, like... That would be so cool! But the thing is, will they do it right? I know. Will they do it right? Isn't that always the question these days? Let's talk about how to spot a witch. Yes, absolutely. Beginning with the fact that witches are totally bald. They ain't got no hair. Like, no hair whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what causes that. Um, but it's, like all the witch- it's like all witches are born with alopecia or something. I, I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. So they wear wigs. Mm-hmm. And the wigs are dry and itchy, and it gives them scalp rash. So if you see- Really deforms their heads. Yeah, like, yeah. if you see a woman scratching at her wig- I guess she might be a witch. I guess she might be a witch. It's like, it, this is reminding me of Puritan accusations. It's like, yeah. her skirt is too high. I see too much shin. Witch! <laughs> I saw Goody Payless scratching at her wig. <laughs> they also have a purple tinge to their eyes. Yeah, they're all like electric purple or something. It's really cool. They're real bright. And witches don't have any toes. They just got, like, square stumps. Yeah, they've just got, like, nothing there where their toes are supposed to be. (laughs) So they can't wear, like, super uncomfortable heels or anything. How are they standing up? I don't know. And what happened to their toes? (laughs) How did toes evolve out of 
homo witches. I don't know. And then they also have like these really gnarled hands. So they have to wear gloves to hide it. And they have a highly developed sense of smell. <laughs> yeah, they be smelling you. And here's the thing. If you are a clean child, they can smell you even easier because they smell the kid, right? Not the dirt on not the, the kid. Not the dirt on the kid. So you don't want to bathe too much. However often Ashton Kutcher's kids are bathing, that's how much you want to bathe. <laughs> and then they left this out of the movie, but in the book, they also have blue spit. Yeah, they did not include the uh, saliva that turns blue and they use for pen ink. Ew. Why? Aren't you glad? I feel like they were just reading through the book and they were like, they what? (laughs) They can do what? Well, we're not doing that. Let's not film that, you know? The reason that Helga wants Luke to know about these things is because she doesn't want Luke to end up like her little friend Erica. When I was little, I lived beside a girl called Erica who was taken by a witch. Erika had very strict parents. But even that didn't save poor Erika, because when a witch chooses a victim, there is only one hope of escape, knowing everything about them that I am telling you. We have to talk about Erica now. Do I have to unpack this trauma? Uh, yes, yes, we uh, do. Okay. Guys, this this part always made me quake as a child. I shooketh. Oh, I know. Like, I'm I, an adult and I got goosies yeah, at this part. Right? When we watched this again, I was like, I can't even. We've talked about this already, haven't we? <laughs> uh. Okay, all right, you, you just got to get started. You just, you just got to tell them the whole sorry, sad story. So Helga lives in Norway. She was born there. Um, she has Luke with her now in Norway as she's telling him all these things. Yeah, he's on vacation right now yeah, with his, his parents. His This is his paternal grandmother. Helga was Erica's best friend when she disappeared. Yeah. Erica was a beautiful young child with the golden lock ponytails and all, like she could be a Hummel doll, you know. Yeah, like her picture would be on a pack of cheese somewhere and, for and sure. It's so awful. This witch that lives on her street just really picks her out, sees her standing alone, vulnerable. And like it fixates on her predators, legitimate predators. Yes. And, you know, her dad sends her out for a pint of milk and she doesn't come home because that witch grabs her in an alleyway. Oh, my God. Three months goes by. Helga goes to visit her parents. She's just really trying to, you know, sit down and have tea with Erica's mother. And there's this big painting in their living room that their father, that Erica's father painted himself of this, you know, cute little cottage in this sweet little pond with ducks and everything. It's very nice. And he walks into the room where they're eating right in front of that portrait and he's just staring at the painting, ghost-faced. Oh, he looks, he looks dead. His soul has left his body. This is a man in shock. It was as if though he had seen a ghost. His face was all twisted up as he walked towards the painting behind me. There, as if it always had been there, was Erika, locked in the painting, gazing at us. In the little open window that was formerly empty in the cottage is Erika's tiny little face looking out of the cottage window. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That Actual goose pimples. It haunts me. Yes, say it, it, say it. It haunts my nightmares. Uh, uh, And it doesn't help that Erica is an anagram for my name. Stop. Yeah. You didn't get tooken. It's the only name you can spell by rearranging (laughs) the letters of my name. You're here with me now. No witches ever got you. I I promise. But just that 
The sound of her calling for her father. I, I know. Ah, ah, stop. Papa. <laughs> Papa. Get shut. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so upsetting. It's about to get more upsetting because you know what else we learn? She's not just a stoic little girl in the painting. She's aging in the painting. She's changing positions like every day. It's like it's like Elf on a Shelf. Of course you never see it move, but it's always in a different spot. One day she'll be feeding the ducks and another she'll be looking out the window and... She's getting older and older. She's becoming a young woman. And you're like, oh my god! That town in Norway was never the same, right? Like, yeah. everyone knew about this guy's painting, right? Yeah. Like, come on. There's no way they kept that to themselves. No way. Absolutely no way. Call the polity and get them over to look at this painting. So what's going on? here mom and dad are american like i think that mom dad and luke are visiting from america just visiting grandma in norway yeah damn <laughs> like in, i'm only confused because in the book he's british but whatever yeah and so like yeah mom and dad are here with him and they're gonna go out for a night i, I don't know where they're going but they're awful spiffed up uh-huh and uh, this is literally where i wrote don't get used to mom and dad they don't last very long <laughs> stop <laughs> Because they go out and there's an accident. There's a car accident. I thought you were going to say they go out and they die. No. (laughs) They go out and they perish in a car crash. That's exactly what I just said. I know. (laughs) But I said it like a little more gently, with a little more dignity. But speaking of dignity, right after that I wrote, beep, beep, that's the sound of the politi. Because that's what police is in Norwegian. I guess, yes. Politi. 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 And so, yeah. (laughs) Politi. Not like that. Politi. Politi. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm laughing about the death. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. No. Let's get, let's focus. (laughs) Beep, beep. That's the sound of the the politi. (laughs) All right. You got it out of your system? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. Got, you got it out of your system? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry. I did make the joke. I did start this. So, yeah, the police come and they, you know, they give Helga, you know, his mom Shaw, like, that they found at the scene of this crash or whatever. I and mean, it's, like, one of the easiest ways to convey death to the child audience because it's like, <laughs> oh, mom's dressed, but mom's not in it. Oh, that's all that's left. Yep. There's this really wrenching sequence where he finds her weeping in her own sitting room. Oh, when the adults are weeping, it's never a good sign. And then they just cuddle up and they're like, because I mean, I get it. That's her son. That's his father. Yeah. You know, they've both lost some hugely impactful people in their lives. And now all they have is each other. Yeah. Come here to me. Come on. Let's cuddle up here. Sit on my lap, all right? There. Now we're going on a grief holiday. <laughs> like, I get it. We're trying to get through something. You know, when you when you go through a rough patch, sometimes you just fuck off to the seaside for a few weeks. I mean, he's going to go to school there, too. Yeah, like, they're going to the English seaside. Sure. And he's going to private school. Yes. Like, the, things could be worse. They could be. But she owns a house in England, so that's where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. He, she was supposed to take him back to America, but we're not doing that right away. No. And so the big, the the dope thing about this house in England is that there is a treehouse in the backyard. Very dope. I love this treehouse. Like, what a lucky kid. (laughs) And, like, Luke is just up there one day, minding his own business. And then I wrote, here comes the lady in black. Hello, young man. What a magnificent treehouse. 
Did you build it yourself? My dad and I did. I've got something for you here. Something I think you'll like. <gasps> Jump down and I'll show you. No. What? No, thank you very much. Luke can see that she's got purple eyes. He knows. He been new. Yeah, he can see. He's she's ready. And he, she's like trying to smell him. Like he's just, he knows the signs. He's like, lady, I ain't coming down for shit. <laughs> I got your number. I'm sorry. This person's evil, but the fit. Oh no, she's <laughs> she's dressed to the nines. Who are you wearing? Miranda Priestley would be very impressed. She would. She would. Uh, isn't Miranda Priestley one of them? Oh, oh, that would make so much sense. It would, wouldn't it? And so, yeah, this woman in this banger outfit just saunters up to his garden wall and is trying to get him to come down out of the tree, like you know. Adults who have candy and are saying, come into my van. Well, you know, first she offers him a snake. And he's like, the fuck are you, what are you on about, lady? She just produces a pet snake out of her bag. Yeah. This this whole thing is so creepy because she's, she's, she's literally trying to lure a kid. Like, it, it, it it's so uncomfortable and uneasing. Grandma! Perhaps you'd like some chocolate instead. She can't hear you. What's your name? Is it... Luke. <gasps> Thought so. Here you are, Luke. And I'm like, ah, ah, no. And, you know, thank God Helga saunters outside to call him in for dinner. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if she had, like, gone to the bathroom or maybe done another chore? Like, where would we be? And then that chick gets all pissed. She's like... Oh. God damn it. Another kidnap thwarted. And I'm like, <laughs> she just disappears. Yeah, she just walks up the street. Fun fact about this witch in particular that we're talking about here. Yes. She's the high witch of England. She is the head witch in charge in England. Yes, she is. Ooh, the HWIC. The HWIC. <laughs> she is HWIC England. Like, Love it. Yeah. So it's Luke's birthday now. It's supposed to be a happy occasion. Helga's got a really neat gift for him. Do you want to tell the kids at home what she got Luke for his birthday? Listen, living living my life working in a animal clinic, I have missed my time there. Uh-huh. Cute little rattos and mice. And <laughs> I, I, the rodents, they, they found a special place in my heart. <laughs> But, you know, they're treated like such vermin by society at large. I know. And, yeah, she gets him two harmless, cute little pet white mice. And he names them William and Mary after the English consorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandma, they're great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build them a whole circus. See some tricks and acrobatics and stuff. Must be so neat being a mouse. Just play all day and eat and then play some more. I'm going to rig up a whole room with Grandma. Grandma. But this whole happy affair is uh, derailed when Helga has a blood sugar attack. Yes, um, Grandma. Grandma's not feeling so good. Um, she is fainting and not knowing what's going on. And these are the days when doctors still made house calls for people who weren't exorbitantly wealthy. Every time I see that depicted, I'm like, what? <laughs> that doctor is in your bedroom. <laughs> no, I wouldn't fucking give. <laughs> Not in my house. But no, there's too many people. <laughs> Fuck. 
So Helga gets prescribed a no-sugar diet and a seaside holiday. Indeed. Indeed. You know, just, just, a, just a little fresh air, you'll be right as rain. Yeah. Or whatever she says. You'll be good as new. You'll be good as new. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and so... And I'm like, she won't be good as new. She'll still have diabetes. Yeah, like. I know. And so we go to the Hotel Excelsior. Listen, it looks like a sweet little getaway. Like, I mean, it probably not... You know, it might not be the lap of luxury, but like, it's a nice hotel. I mean, it's a nice hotel. They have high tea, like there's scones and fine china and multiple course meals. You dress for dinner. Nice ass beds. Yeah, nice ass beds, (laughs) man. It does look comfy, if not a little she-she for my personal tastes. You know, they arrive, you know, I am down for the the beach babes in the background. (laughs) Yeah. There are some babes. I don't know if you've ever made them out, but like, (laughs) there's some attractive people at the Hotel Excelsior. Another thing that's going on at the Hotel Excelsior during their stay is a special event for a charity called the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, which, wow, is that a mouthful. So they call it the RSPC. What? (laughs) The RSPCC, which is a total front. Like, I'm... (laughs) It's the witches, guys. Yeah, it's the witches. How overindulgent and unnecessarily explanatory that name is. The Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. They're having their national summit in England about child murder (laughs) with our host, the Supreme. Yes! The Grand High Witch herself, Ava Ernst. Oh, God, the Grand High Witch arrives. She she is the fucking Supreme. You didn't like her opening shot, though. I didn't. I thought it was... it's just like a split second of her getting out of the car behind them. I was like, come on, she deserves more of an entrance than that. <laughs> and she comes through those doors in the hotel, and I'm just like... <sighs> no, it's literally all eyes on her. Oh, it's I literally know. all eyes on her. All eyes on her. Every every head in the room. Oh, she's is on Ava. Can Ernst. you blame them? That alabaster skin, that black shoulder length hair. Oh my god, the fashion. The fashion. I'm she, just that that the fit she is in her hat. Oh my god! Like she I... is a businesswoman. Uh huh. She is the chair of the RSBCC. Ah, Miss Ernst, I am the owner of the hotel. We're very happy to have you. Yes. Delighted. Shall I sign or something? Oh, no, 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 no. It's my secretary. Mr. Stringer. Rowan Atkinson is trying to introduce himself to her because she's a very important guest. Uh-huh. And she's like, I don't know who you are. Go away. <laughs> she's got like an Edna Mode vibe about her, just like a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. Who is this? Who are you? What do you want? Don't forget about her assistant, Irvin. Yes, the one in white. Yes. The, the, you know, the angel to her devil. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. She's the Anne Hathaway. You right. She's the she's the Andy she character. She is the Andy to this Miranda. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. All right, time to talk about Bruno Jenkins. Because this is when Luke has gone out exploring, right? Yeah. After him and Grandma get settled down. Yeah, he goes out into the tea room, and he finds Bruno picking at all of the baked goods. He's literally eating the raisins off the side of the the scones. (laughs) The scones! And I'm like, well, they'd call it a scone. Yes, they would call it a scone. Scones. (laughs) Bruno Jenkins! This kid's name is Charlie Potter, this act, this kid actor. Yeah. He does a really great job. He does. This is like the only movie he was ever in. He's what? like a lawyer now. <laughs> My name's Luke. Bruno Jenkins. The cucumber sandwiches are all right too, except when they use margarine instead of butter. How much pocket money do you get? My dad's rich, but he's very tight. We've got three cars. His parents are not, um... 
the most attentive individuals, there's some wealthy white people who live in England, so yeah, like it's probably brutal, the emotional neglect, but... Yeah, they brought him to the seaside to ignore him. Yeah, they brought him to the seaside to ignore him and hope that he would exercise. Yeah. He's not gonna do it, no. Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins. They want to have him out of the hotel so that they could, like, do missionary for two minutes yeah. for the first time this year. <laughs> I bet, I bet Luke's just like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> He's like, uh, I feel like there's no other children in this hotel. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the only other kid here, so hey. Like, you I feel know, like, like they're the only two kids in this entire hotel. It's there, a huge hotel. There are other children. You just see them, like, on the beach and their aunts in the distance. So, you know. There's this really weird sequence where they go to tea and they get sat down and you can see the Grand High Witch sitting with some of her lieutenants or whatever at tea and, like, Helga and the Grand High Witch are making eyes and Helga's like, I know her from somewhere. I know that woman from somewhere. But I can't for the life of me remember where. Her face is so familiar. Which one? My memory's going. But it's if I met her before. She's probably on TV or something. And, like, they keep making this eye contact. The Grand High Witch knows. The Supreme knows who Helga is, but Helga can't seem to remember, which leads me to believe that the witch must change appearance every so often, I'm sure. Oh, maybe that's it. Because we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and so, like, you know, they get done with tea, and there is that great little moment where... They're walking out of tea. Oh, no. Like the Grand High Witch and Irvin are walking to the elevator and they pass this portrait. It's got like a little cherub child in a (laughs) British Navy uniform. Just on the way to school. Uh, I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) And like she taps on the painting like where the kid is standing. She taps on the little boy who likes berries and cream. (laughs) And she just like smirks. And then after they get in the elevator and disappear... The little cherub child fades out of the portrait. She killed him. Like, what if she tapped it, realized it was an actual child trapped in that painting, and then eliminated it? Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Ah, ah. That's a child trapped in that painting. Every time you see a painting with a kid in it, just, like, really look, okay? Yeah, make sure it's okay. (laughs) Make sure it's not trying to blink in Morse code or anything. God. After tea, Luke takes William and Mary out into the hotel to find a quiet place to train them. Yes. And he ends up in the ballroom. Yes. The ballroom is this very elegant long room that has all of these red and gold chairs set up in it. Yeah. And the big banner that says the RSBCC. Yeah. We're set up for an event. Yes. Exactly. And so he goes behind this bifolding panel, whatever it's called. It's I- to hide the ugly band players. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, but that is where the band sits so yeah. that you can't see them. And that's where he, because he's, you know, he's such an ingenuitive little fuck. You know, he's been designing this whole circus and this, like, city for William and Mary for his mice. So he he's, wants them to be circus mice. He's trying to teach them how to tightrope walk, and he's got, like, two toothpicks and some shoelaces. <laughs> it's very dear. <laughs> And, like, he's just minding his business, and all of a sudden, ding dong, a bunch of old ladies are here. Is he minding his business, though? <laughs> he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't and be there. And he knows there. it. Like, <laughs> and then, So he has to hide when they all come in. And, like, I'll spoil it for you, y'all. This is WitchCon 1990. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is the National Summit for England. The Grand High Witch's Outfit. In this scene. The Supreme has arrived at the Met Gala. Oh my god! She looks 
fabulous. She's glorious. I'm not saying Angelica Houston made me queer. I'm saying she's not blameless. <laughs> God. And like she gets up on stage and just holds the one arm up in the air. Oh, and... she strikes a pose. Oh, they are they are gagging. Every single bitch in that place is gagging. Now that we've locked the doors, it's time to de-drag. <laughs> I love it because, you know, we start taking everything off and this is where you start getting like big shots of the crowd. Yeah. A lot of these witches, most of these witches are men in drag. <laughs> yes! And I love it. I love it. Every time you get like a group shot, I'm like, there's a man. Because they want all these bald men, right? Because yeah. they didn't want to pay to cover all these women's heads. <laughs> they covered a lot of women's heads, but not all of them. And like, it's just, it's just great because it's not something you realize until you're an adult. When she pulls her forehead off a little bit uh-huh. and lifts her hair. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm already, my ass is already leaking. <laughs> it's a face mask, guys. It's- She's just, Irving's just peeling it off her face. And all the ladies are taking off their wigs and kicking off their shoes and peeling their gloves off their clawed hands. And and like, guys, 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 uh, Miss Ernst is not so, uh, is not so hot She's anymore. She's not so hot anymore. Oh my God. The, the coughing. Witches of England. Your disgrace. Miserable witches. You're good for nothing worms. She's a beautiful creation. Oh no, she's so ugly, she's beautiful. Props to Jim Henson Workshop on this one, legitimately. Like, oh god, it's so extensive. It's like a Voldemort trope to me, almost. She has dehumanized herself so much that she's just this decrepit, cronish figure. Yeah, she's completely bald. Her nose is all long and pointed. Her fingers are really long. But she's still in that banging dress. I know. No! (laughs) The Givenchy cannot fall on the floor! The bone structure, the bone structuring they've done in her hump. Yeah, she's got a hump! And here's the thing, guys. It's still Angelica Houston. Yeah, I know! Done up in this costume, and that makes me crazy. Go ahead, take a guess how long this took. I can't, I can't, Carrie. How long did it take? Eight hours. (gasps) In and out? To get into it. Oh my god. Not to get out of it, just to get into it. Eight hours. And then you have to film that scene yep. underneath all those lights. Oh, man. You just want to die inside. I hope they only had to do that three times tops or something. <laughs> like, like big Cowardly Lion vibes, right? Uh, like he's just dying inside the costume. I can't even. You know what that makes me think of? Goosebumps. Yeah. Where they're getting trapped inside masks and shit. Yeah. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. The witches are getting spanked. <laughs> Because they're not killing enough children. <laughs> like, literally. I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's ridiculous in concept, though, and that's why you're laughing. Like, she's mad that they have not killed enough children. She calls them scum. Good for nothing worms. They're worthless because they haven't taken out enough human life. She wants all of the children, specifically the children, to just vanish, rubbed out, 
destroyed. Yeah. How on earth would you go about doing something like that, Miss Ernst? And they are feeling that. They are feeling that exact thing because they're all like nervous as fuck. Like, oh shit, she's like real mad. I didn't think she'd be this mad. Like, And then that one witch makes a mistake. We can't possibly wipe out all of them. Who spoke? Who dares to argue with me? She can sense out who said it. She looks around for a second and then looks right at her. I know. It was you? It was you? I didn't mean to argue, Your Grandness. You dared to argue with me? No, no, honestly, it just was a... This stupid witch who answers back must burn until her bones are black. No, no. A bitch who dares to say I'm wrong. Will not be pizzas. Very long. She gets vaporized. Eleven herbs and spices. Oh my god! She becomes ash. Oh man, it's the horrible. reductor curse. Oh god, <laughs> it's literally how the reductor curse works. There's nothing left of her. The chair she was sitting in is smoldering. Cut back to her cackling with glee. I know. <laughs> and like nobody else wants to be next. <laughs> I hope nobody else is going to make me class today. She's so sassy. <laughs> so here's the plan. She tells them all, go home, quit your jobs. I will give you hundreds of thousands of pounds sterling to go and buy up all the candy stores. You'll be able to pay two, three times what they're worth. And then we are going to fill those stores with candy treated with this new formula she's concocted. She is absolutely giddy to tell them what this does. Formula 86. It's her new scent, guys. Like, heaven, <laughs> didn't you see it in Vogue? Formula 86 and from then, Ava Ernst. And then it's just Angelica Houston in the makeup. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anyway. So she is just, she sits down. She is giddy to tell them what this stuff does. And so she's explaining it about how children who ingest this formula will start to shrink and grow fur. She's so dramatic yeah, about it. She's, she's dying for it. She is eating it up. Child is no longer a child. This is the greatest groundbreaking thing in their community in a long time. That woman in black literally stands up and salutes. She should have just stood up and gone, listen, putting them in paintings isn't working anymore. <laughs> oh my God. People are noticing it's getting out of hand. <laughs> All these people, those children are moving around in the painting. No, I don't all... know how to put a backstop on them moving around. We either put them there or they're not there. And they're really fucked up when you bring them out. So. Oh my God. So, to make matters worse, we have a demonstration planned for Formula 86. What the Grand High Witch has done is she has found Bruno in the lobby of the hotel two hours earlier. I put one dose of my formula on the bar of chocolate. I gave it to a repulsive, smelly boy who was in the lobby. <laughs> Six more bars like that one. I told him. <laughs> In two minutes' time, 
This appalling, foul-smelling creature is coming to collect his reward. <laughs> in five minutes' time, you'll see my magic formula in action. I'm like, oh, Bruno. And Bruno, no one's paying attention to what Bruno's doing. Yeah. His parents are off doing rich white people things. <laughs> it's tea time. Do you know where your chappies are? He's being abducted by a cult of witches that are in this hotel. Oh, my God. And sure enough, Bruno shows up. He's walking up to her. And I cannot deal with her writhing and gyrating around <laughs> she's, as he's walking up to her. She's panting. Like she is like she is giddy and writhing for the child murder. She's like, about to see her life's work pan out in front of her eyes. She's panting. She's eager. She's excited. That lady promised me six whole bars of cream whip hazelnut milk chocolate. I've come to collect. Ladies, may I introduce Bruno? Ew! <laughs> oh my god. And like, so he he gets up there and he's like, where's the chocolate? I don't see the chocolate. She goes, just a few moments. <laughs> and then the countdown starts. She's so hype. Five, I can't even four, see any chocolate. He starts changing. This was traumatizing. The body horror yeah, of it all. This is where the body horror first comes into play. And like, I'm like, Ugh. the practical effects of him turning into a puppet and then like slowly shrinking like he's a balloon losing air. And like he's just getting smaller and smaller. Oh, and it's a party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all laughing and jeering and having a grand old time. All that green smoke coming out of his body. It's I'm very like, Avada Kedavra. I don't like it. And, like, poor little Bruno just takes off. He's, yeah. He's just got to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and so the witches are like, all right, great summit. This has been wonderful. <laughs> She's like, listen, come to my room later in groups of ten. I'll give you all the fucking money. We'll get this going. And, like, they're getting ready to leave. They're almost out. The hotel lady. The poser witch hotel lady. Like, she smells Luke because she's finally close enough to that that she can smell him. And then everybody just goes, everybody starts sniffing. And sniffing around, like, it's terrifying. And oh, my God. then the Grand High Witch cannot stand the idea. Oh, she's screaming. Search out this small lump of dust! Find it! It must be exterminated immediately! to break a window to escape. Yeah, no, he's he he really the, the whole chase sequence of him getting away from all those bitches. I'm like, it was uh, unnecessary. Like it's it's so when they grab onto him right as he's about to get oh away. Oh god. And like, you know, he runs down the side of this hill that this hotel is on and everybody's chasing after him. Oh and, my god, do you want to talk about the pram chase? So there's this Mary Poppins looking mom and her and her infant that she's got in this stroller and she's 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 zonked. She's zooted out on this park bench, and her child is just sitting there vulnerable in a pram. And the Grand High Witch saunters on up, is like, oh, a baby. Yeah. And then pushes the pram down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. And then all the 
witches become giddy. Because they see a child rushing away. Meal on wheels. Meal on wheels. There's this one big lady who's literally <laughs> laughing. Let me be in the pram. Oh. <laughs> she is giddy for child murder. And then, like, the witch that's down on the rock ready to catch it <laughs> off the cliff. And, like, <laughs> And yeah, Luke's running after the pram trying to save it. And like he he has two choices. He can either run away or he can save this baby. Yeah. And he chooses to save the baby. You did the right thing, Luke. Very selfless of you. But he gets captured in the process. Yes. And so they take him back to the ballroom and they throw him down on the podium uh. and they force an entire bottle of Formula 86 down his throat. Which means that he's going to instantly turn into a mouse. More body horror. Yeah. I love that shot of Angelica. It's like a POV shot of Luke shrinking into his clothes and Angelica Houston going, Bye! <laughs> the cute little Luke mouse puppet. Oh yeah, this is where the puppetry starts. He runs out of there. He runs into the duck system and he immediately finds Bruno. <laughs> Bruno? I don't believe it. I can talk. <laughs> Bruno, who is not immediately aware that he is a mouse... He just thinks he's found somewhere kind of cool with some tasty garbage. Like This icing is terrific. Are you okay? They didn't give me the six bars of chocolate they promised. You couldn't eat six bars of candy now that you're a mouse. Don't be stupid. I'm not a... a just because you're a... That doesn't mean that I'm a... a good lord. By the grace of God, Bruno and Luke, who have never been mice before, Mm -hmm. manage to get back up to Luke and Helga's hotel room, where she is taking a nap. Mm -hmm. She's been down for the count. She's just suddenly hearing her grandson's disembodied voice. (laughs) Hi, Grandma, I'm over here. (laughs) I'm over here next to the fruit. She's not what, Carrie? She's not Mick Ready. (laughs) Luke, it was the Grand High Witch. She's in this hotel. Oh, my God. Don't cry, Grandma. It's okay. Things could have been worse. I got away from them. I'm still alive. Oh, my darling Luke. What have they done to you? They, they turned me into a mouse. He's like, hey, the Grand High Witch, she's in this hotel with a bunch of other witch baddies from all over the country. They're gonna kill all the kids in England. In candy stores. Yeah. How cartoonishly evil. <laughs> <laughs> and like Helga absorbs it all rather well because yeah. she's seen worse things I'm sure there's hundreds of them grandma <gasps> I knew it <laughs> <laughs> she's like Mr. Crocker fairly odd parent yeah. <laughs> she knew it witches <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is you know she's also just very upset that he's a mouse yeah you know I would be too because she doesn't know how to put it back she didn't protect him yeah you know she, how was she supposed to she was under a spell right yeah like, they made her pass out during that whole chase business didn't they yeah so she wouldn't be able to help him oh my god evil evil so Luke brilliant little Luke decides that in order to nip this whole problem in the bud we're gonna have to kill all of the witches in this hotel at the same time. He's like, listen, she's got a shit ton of this formula in her room. 
So what we can do is try to get some and then put it in their food later. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it, the chef is preparing a special dish for their charity this evening. Indeed. Isn't that always the way? So they can just target the witches and not turn (laughs) any innocent people into mice. I love it. I love it when they were explaining what the formula does and one of those witches was like, "Uh, your grandness, what if the the formula is accidentally swallowed by a grown-up? And she literally (laughs) chuckles. She's like, well, that is just too bad for the (laughs) grown-up. The savagery! She does not care. And so, literally, what we do is we we get a sock, a half-finished sock that she's knitting, and we lower Luke down onto the Grand High Witch's hotel room balcony. Yes. He gets into this hotel room and finds the formula, like, in a book. She's, like, put them in a book, like, carved out the pages of a book. Yeah. It's really neat. Uh-huh. And so he gets one of those bottles, takes it back to Helga, and now they're like, well... How are we going to get this into the food? Yes. Yeah, they, they, they didn't think it all the way through. How are we going to get it into the food? And so what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to find some way to get Helga in the kitchen. Yes. Before we trigger this whole plan, Helga is going to attempt to explain to Bruno's parents what has happened to their little boy. Indeed. And like, you know, they're they're at like pre-dinner drinks. We're having an apartif or something like that. What does Bruno say? They'll be in the bar. A sherry and a large malt whiskey and soda at seven sharp. It gives you an appetite. Does it? Come on, into my handbag, both of you. So Helga puts both the boys in her purse yes. and walks into the lounge and she goes over to the table where Bruno's parents are sitting. And you guessed it, folks. His mother is terrified of mice. Yeah. And the whole thing with Mr. Jenkins just being this kind of posh Tory, you know, gentleman, and he's not going to believe in anything out of the ordinary. And yes, she is terrified of mice. It's not going to go well. Oh, no, absolutely not. If we could go somewhere more private. Private? Well, it is rather a personal matter. (laughs) Look, Mrs. uh, whatever your name is, if Bruno has broken a window or smashed your spectacles, I'll pay for it, but we're not budging out of this seat. We always sit at this table. Where is Bruno, anyway? (laughs) You tell him to come here and see me. (laughs) They think he's done something wrong. Yeah, I know. And this old lady is trying (laughs) to address it with them. Like, how many times have they had other adults come to them and been like, listen, your little kid's a shit and he broke something? (laughs) And Mr. Jenkins is like, listen, I'll pay for whatever he broke. Like, you know, can we just have our drinks, please? Leave us in peace. And then, like, Helga opens her purse. She has no choice but to just show them. Tell them, Bruno. Is Bruno? The way this woman makes a scene the, uh, car- cartoonishly jumps. She jumps into the chair yes. and starts screaming. She really doesn't like mice. <laughs> and like that just that's how that ends. Br- Bruno's dad literally throws something at her and tells her to get lost. So Elga's like, well, I don't I don't know what to do. Come with me, Bruno. Yeah, like she tried. I, you know, I bet she'd take him in. I know. I, I bet she'd take him in in a heartbeat. 
So now the plan is to take Luke to the kitchen so he can plant the formula. And like we said, Helga's just going to fake being a confused old woman. She literally walks into the kitchen with Luke in her hand and puts him down in a bag of potatoes. So Luke avoids dying for about two or three minutes. Like, imagine trying to be a mouse trying to get around in a kitchen. Yeah, they're out for blood. Dude. <laughs> and by a miracle, he gets launched onto the top of the uh, the shelf where the chef is making the soup. Yeah, the sous chef is like stirring the what's it called, cress soup. Yes, it's like, it's watercress. It's a it's a I don't know. It's a it's cabbage. It's like yeah, it's it's a weird soup. I mean, <laughs> I always thought it sounded tasty as a kid, and I'm like, I want to try that. And then I'm like, no, no it's heavy cream it, and cabbage. This is England. Like, <laughs> stop. They just putting vegetables in sauce. <laughs> you know, they're having kidneys with their breakfast. All right. You know, lay off the English. What else does he notice when he gets up there, bud? He notices, uh, first and foremost, that she, the woman making the soup, is a witch. Yes. And I'm like, God, they are everywhere. It's like the CIA (laughs) with these bitches. I was going to say the Illuminati. Yeah, like... (laughs) Of course she's making the soup to guard it, make sure there's nothing going on with it. And, like, she turns her back for literally two seconds, and Luke literally just scooches the bottle of formula out there, and it slides off into the pot, bottle and all. And then the witch comes back and tastes it. Hey, you always taste as you go. And, like, she's just licking the spoon, and I'm like, oh, girl! Honey. Oh, no! Honey, honey. I mean, she's a child murderer. It would have been a low (laughs) dose, but at the same time, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The witches are on their way up to the dinner. Like, this is the big event. Like, this is their banquet for their charity. Uh-huh. It's a big damn deal. And the all ev- they're eating is crest soup. No, I'm sure there's other things. Oh, no, you do hear that one witch getting giddy. She's like, it's a five-course meal. And I'm like, <laughs> so the soup was a starter. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, like... Irving is walking next to the Grand High Witch, and she's so excited for this party. Yeah. And this is where Ava turns around and tells her, no, you have to go have dinner in your room. She's so rude about it. Granted, she's the most evil woman in creation, but like... What are you doing here? The banquet, Miss Ernst. No, 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 no. You must go to your room and prepare for... Tomorrow's flight. Yes, have a good flight. But it's our banquet. You are not here to enjoy yourself. You are here as my staff. Go to your home. Now. Please. I quit. Irving fucking quits. Good for her. Yeah. Like, we cut to her later just having dinner in her room all alone. And she's like, didn't want to be one of them anyway. What is the backstory there? I have to know. She's the Andy to this Miranda. They shouldn't have cast Anne Hathaway as the witch in the new one. They should have cast Meryl Streep as the witch and then made then made Anne Hathaway Irvin. Might have been a better movie. Sorry. Listen, yeah. She was showing me clips of the new one earlier. It's just weird. It's silly. It's yeah, it's silly. It's silly. And so Luke is trying to escape the kitchen, and this is where he's spotted. He literally gets the nursery rhyme treatment. Well, don't jump right onto the beef block then. They cut off his tails with a carving knife. You've never <laughs> seen such a sign of your life as a child running from knives. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. And so, <laughs> in order to save himself, he runs up the chef's pant leg. Yeah, yeah, and gets away that way. 
Because while they're all trying to wrestle his pants off of him, he escapes. This grown man who can't put the whisks down, he can't stop beating the eggs or they'll fall. And like he's This is Mr. Carson. <laughs> yes, this is Mr. Carson from Down Navi. He's like 42 in this. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's so young. <laughs> when that's over with, the witch cook starts turning into a mouse. Yeah, she just she starts going into the back and she starts transforming into a mouse and her clothes like crumple and we see her run out of the kitchen she's gonna try and warn the other witches she goes running under the grand high witch's table going don't touch it it's in the soup don't touch it it's in the soup don't touch the soup the grand high witch goes ah a child and stamps on her oh and she splatters oh the green splatter and the noise it makes oh it's vile so that's the end of witch cook (laughs) (laughs) we gotta prep ourselves though because this is gonna get way more gross before it ends yeah so guys settle in (laughs) this is the part y'all really came for was to talk about this nightmare this this new body horror oh my god so luke makes it back to the table Meanwhile, Mr. Jenkins is berating Mr. Stringer because he can't have the soup that the RSPCC is eating because it's made specially for their party. Yeah, Bruno's dad literally said, bring me the manager. (laughs) Like, I I can't. And he's like, listen. Yes, that soup is specially made for their party, sir. The soup on the menu tonight is kokaliki. And very nice it is, too. But I don't want cockaliki. I don't like cockaliki. I like cress. So just take that back to the kitchen and tell the chef de cuisine that there's one more order for cress soup. Now there's a laddie. I just, I hate this man. Yeah, no, I don't. Mr. Jenkins can get bent. Like, I, <laughs> be nice to the staff. It, it's Mr. Stringer. Yeah, but like, <laughs> whatever. Oh, God. And so, yeah, he brings him a cress soup. And then that's when Helga realizes he's going to take a bite of the cress soup. <gasps> My God. What? Bruno's father is about to eat the soup, too. Stop him! Quick! She literally runs over to that table and grabs the spoon out of his hand. Pours the soup out on the table. And, like, everybody starts to wig out. And he's like, you're fucking crazy. All that bullshit about Bruno and the way she's swinging her purse back and forth. (laughs) Bruno has been turned into... And the the wife, the wife is just eyeing that purse. She knows the mice are in the purse. Bruno has been turned into... He has not been turned into a... Yes, I have. Hello, Dad. (laughs) Poor Mrs. Jenkins. She's just trying to have a holiday. And like they're 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 kind of they're they're kind of okay. Yeah. Like they're taking it in the sight of their son as a mouse. And like poor Bruno, the way he just gets out of the purse and is trying to calmly explain to them how everything is going to be okay. It's like a no school, no, no more homework. I'll, I'll live, live in the, the kitchen cupboard. cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> He's so precious. He's thought this out. No more school, no more homework. I'll live in the kitchen cupboard. No, 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 this is... Oh, this is a trick. Is that whiskey? Hello, Mum. Would you like to know who did this to Bruno? It's working! 
like Helga's about to point the finger and then I just want to stand in the middle of the dining room and go we have ignition I know every single witch starts like shaking and vibrating like the kids did when they were turned into mice don't eat watercress (laughs) is that the moral of this story (laughs) don't eat nasty ass soup yeah don't eat nasty English soup (laughs) and yes the body horror is back every witch is turning into a mouse and the way Stringer emerges from the kitchen with the kitchen staff oh yeah they've all get the mice they've all (laughs) armed themselves with kitchen knives for all the rats that have suddenly appeared yeah some of these women the the, the costuming and the makeup is uh, I don't care for it at all lots of practical makeup for like half stages of transformation (laughs) the Grand High Witch running around smelling everyone's spoons (laughs) yeah because it hasn't hit her yet she's still normal and this is where Helga steps up that woman over there she is the Grand High Witch. She did it to Bruno and thousands of other children before him. Good evening. Grand High Witch is just vibrating with rage. Oh my god. And then the the, the shot of the uh, of her just like coughing and I'm like Oh, it's starting to happen. Her body starts making noises. She's like gasping. And then all the green smoke. This is it, right. The cut is not kind. (laughs) When it goes to the real Jim Henson nightmare. Her mask and her hair separate, and there is this deformed rat creature, and it's sticky, and it's wet, and it's transforming. Oh, it's got all these shelves of hair. Jim Henson, honestly, in this moment, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) This is God-tier. God-tier nightmare fuel. I just, it's the growling like a lion. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, ooh. And, like, it has stages. Like, she starts off as, like, a rat creature, then she becomes, like, a dragon-type thing. And, like, this like, this is where Helga starts reading her to filth. Oh my god. Most evil and appalling woman in the world. The loathsome. Hideous. Disgrace. Yeah, Grandma. I'm not finished with you yet. Oh, woman. Next time. No. No next time. This time. It's your turn. She just spins like a top down into her clothes. It's so cool. I love Irvin coming down to see what all the screaming's about. Yeah, she she hasn't had any of the soup. And she's walking around with this shocked open mouth expression on her face. Like, do you see what almost happened to me? She looks, she's like, no fucking way. (laughs) She's giddy. Sometimes quitting your job saves your life, y'all. That's all I'm saying. The pandemonium continues. And like, Helga manages to track down the little rat version of the Grand High Witch. She's so ugly. It's like a... She's so ugly, she's almost cute. It's like a sphinx cat. She doesn't have any hair. Yeah, yeah. You can see all the folds and wrinkles in her skin. Yeah. And she's just chittering. Get away from me! Yeah. Get away from me! (laughs) I love Helga. Mr. Stringer? (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Stringer, there's a particularly infectious one there, trapped under that water jug. And when Stringer goes up to it with the knife, and the smoke is coming out from the spout underneath it, like, wow, they must really stink. <laughs> He lifts that thing up in just one chop, and she bursts. She, like, splatters on his face. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Cut to people fleeing the hotel. <laughs> well, yeah, bud. There's 50 rats in the dining room. The mouse gate was <laughs> wild at the Hotel Excelsior. Everybody is checking out. God. Hell- what kind of investigation is this going to be? <laughs> what about the aftermath? Where are all these missing hotel guests who never checked out? Be- Beep, beep, where the hell are the police? Like... <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, a bunch of ladies that were here for an event turned into mice. <laughs> they what? <laughs> yeah, they turned into mice and they scattered. I don't really know what to do. Have a lion, love. You must just be feeling a little warm. <laughs> oh man, Helga finally gives Bruno back to his parents. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're... His mother's just sobbing. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mum. No, stop it, stop it, dear. This is our Bruno. Don't cry, Mum. You'll get used to me. Oh, and she's just sobbing. <laughs> yeah. What is she going to tell people? Exactly. <laughs> what happened to Bruno? What is life like post-Excelsior? <laughs> like, God. We need a documentary. Where are they now? <laughs> the mice of the witches. Where are they now? I want my true crime hotel Excelsior documentary. <laughs> All right. Do you want to explain to the people the genius idea that Luke has before they leave the hotel? You see this like shot where she hands him a piece of paper, like a tag. There. But I still don't understand. I won't be long. And then like runs away with it. It's like a luggage tag. Yeah. Remember, the Grand High Witch has a trunk full of money for these witches in her hotel room. And they sent this disappeared woman's luggage to them in England. Yeah, he put the luggage tag on that trunk of money so it would come to his house. So they now have hundreds of thousands of pounds. Like, just just to, to, to play with. And they also have Formula 86. Yeah, like they have all of it. It's not going to get distributed now. They saved every child in England. Yeah. Like, that's so friggin' wild. And, like, Luke announces his grand plan for this money. Because guess what else is in the trunk? Mm. The Grand High Witch's little black book. Because I guess um, WitchCon America was next. Yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> she was on her way to the States next. <laughs> and, like, all of these women are going to be turning up at the exact same type of event in America. And Luke is proposing that they go hunt them down. This is a sequel. I know! Come on. Like, either give me the prequel series about her witch hunting days, or give me that series about their witch hunting days. I love this whole setup that Helga had to have built for him. Oh, out of all the Legos in the train tracks. All of his designs uh-huh. for William and Mary. Yeah. She built them for him and them. It's so cute. And his little, like, train that he can drive around everywhere. <laughs> it's so he flies cute. a little plane. It's so Look at his Stuart little life. <laughs> he has he has like a big play set in her bedroom that he sleeps in. Right next to her bed. Do you know what kind of play set it is? No. It's a Ghostbuster play set. No fucking way. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. So it's got a little fire pole in it and everything. That's amazing. I love it. I love 
that. They have all the money stacked all around his sets. <laughs> She's just stacked it in piles everywhere. And so, yeah, they're settling in for bed that night. They're, they're excited about their new adventures together. And in the middle of the night, like they've just turned the lights out, Irving dries up. In her little white convertible. In her nice car, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice car. And uh, I guess we have a good witch on our hands because... Yeah, she's here to set everything right. She turns Luke back into a little boy. I love it. She casts this spell through the window and he just starts growing inside that house. Yeah. Tank, you broke your house. (laughs) (laughs) Luke! naked child just springs out of this house. I went, ah, not the naked child. And then he runs to the window and he's like, oh my god, thank you! (laughs) I was not looking forward to that. She gives him his glasses back. Oh, yeah. And she she has William and Mary with her, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, I love it. Irving decided to fucking quit the evil witch life. Now she is correcting one child uh, disappearance at a time, hopefully. I mean, hey, it was obviously hell on her skin being that <laughs> evil. Well, you can see that her hands have cleared up. Yeah. They're she, not claw-like. She doesn't have evil hands anymore. Her hair is her hair. Which leads us to believe that maybe if you start being good, bad witches, you can turn into a good witch. <laughs> I guess, in this universe. But here's the thing. Roald Dahl hated this. I bet. He absolutely hated this because here's the thing. In the book, guys, he stays a mouse. So they're both going to die soon? Yeah. Isn't that depressing? Oh my God. Like, I think there's a line right before he turns back into a real boy where he's looking up at her and going, how long do mice live, Grandma? And I know this is not what she says, but she goes, we're not answering that in this children's (laughs) movie, son. God. So yeah, they're only going to both live maybe about 10 years more each if they're lucky. Yeah. At least they won't have to live without the other. But not in this. Nope, not in this. In this, he gets changed back into a little boy. I'm sorry. I like that ending more. I know. I feel like there's some justice, it, you know? It tested better with audiences. Of course it did. It, it got the it got the Little Shop of Horrors treatment where the audiences hated the actual ending. Yeah, no, we're not feeding the plant here. <laughs> no. They're waving at Irvin out the window. Don't forget Bruno! And that's it. I love it. And yeah, guys, this did get remade. It did last year. Yeah, we we all saw. For HBO Max. And listen, I I don't like to be an old fuddy-duddy about these types of things, but it's just not it. Yeah, no. This was not it. It's just kind of weird, and the CGI is kind of whack. The CGI is not fantastic, and it ends up just kind of making it look really silly. And, Anne, I love you, but yeah, it was, I don't think... Don't sign on to do shit like that again. Babe. I don't think that they did her justice with the character design and, like, it's just all of the CG makes it look silly. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, practical, of course practical effects don't look, quote, real either, but, like, they're flesh and blood, so to speak. Exactly. Like, they're physically there, I can reach out and touch them. They're not being represented by a tennis ball on the end of a stick. It's the times in which it was made, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's older than both of us. 
And like, just the practical, you can't put a price on those practical effects. No, yeah. Jim Henson, I always love Jim Henson. They always do a good job. Like, I wish puppetry was still something we did a lot in movies. Yeah, but then, it, because now people are like, oh, why isn't it animated? That just looks hokey. And I'm like, I like it. Just, it makes and me sad. And yet there's still all that money. <laughs> and yet there's still all that money. I know, I know. But just like, I've been waiting to talk about that movie forever. I know, right? Because it's so visceral. It's one of the first, you know? And just Roald Dahl in his concepts and in his writing just really knows how to speak to children. Yeah, yeah. And so it's always so super easy to identify with his work. We know how we feel about Matilda. Uh, exactly. You know. We had a lot of the same things to say about Matilda, mm. where it is a good narrative for children but, like, I, I'm here for the power. Yeah, I, I'm here for Angelica. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm here I, for I, Angelica Houston. I do not condone child murder, but, like, damn. <laughs> like, you're evil, it's hot. Yeah. We need to do an episode that's just, you're evil, it's hot, top ten. Ooh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Like, people who are like, we're not supposed to be attracted to this person. Okay, you put your foot in it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, okay. We're, we're going to go outside and make the list right now, Absolutely, aren't we? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like, I hate I think, to- I think the moral is, you know, no, don't talk to strangers. Don't get tooken. Yeah, don't get tooken. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the moral. Don't get tooken. If you see a witch in the street, run like your hair is on fire. <laughs> if I ever get snatched, I'm just gonna start screaming, witch, witch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us for that. You know, we've got more spoopy coming for you. I feel like our selections so far haven't really been that spoopy. Oh, no. I, I think but, we... like, I mean, there's some <laughs> trauma. There's some definite trauma there. But, but oh, God, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this week because next week's going to be rough. We had some thriller. We had some uh, body horror. We had some... Body horror! I love how you're classifying the witches as body horror. <laughs> right up there with the thing. We've had witchy stuff. You know, let's get into some, like... Gore. Oh boy. Because guys, next week uh, we have allowed uh, the editing bay known as Gavin. Yes. He is. He has been on this show before. Yes. Gavin wanted very badly to make one of the selections for our spoopy season. Indeed. He he, he does he does work for us. So uh, we let him pick, and guys, uh, he picked a doozy, a doozy of a little film. Yeah. Can't wait to um, talk about this. You might have heard about it. There's only like nine of them. Or something. <laughs> Next week, folks, we will be talking about the, the 2004, 2004 torture porn. <laughs> Saw. Yes, guys, we are going to be talking about the first installment of the Saw franchise. Hey, Lee Wannell. Ah, uh, yeah. He's been with us before. He sure has. And, but, and also Carrie Owens, who's been with us before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be, I don't want to say it'll be a fun time, uh, but it will be a funny time. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'm into the gore stuff and Ross is not. Uh, yeah. There's just, <sighs> people think of foul shit. Like, and it's it's going to get foul. It's going to get foul. Yeah. So look out for that next week, guys. Like, look out for it. <laughs> Tune in for our disgust. <laughs> don't get too close. You'll get blood on you. I don't think I'll have been this upset since. Uh, since Slither. Since Slither. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, in the spoopy season, please be practicing the three R's, rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, and retweet, guys. We want everyone to join our little watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.